0: QE, like a soccer yep. mom. Short for Susan. The soccer mom titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one. Okay.
1: That was the mother of all titans. <laughs> all right. Well, th- there you have it. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, th- that is a great way to start out this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Enemy Slam podcast, episode number 123, your number one source for who the titans were. Uh, we got them all. We got Gaia. We got Sue. And what was the other one? Kronos. Kronos. Atlas. Is Atlas a yeah, titan? Yeah, Otis. Yeah. Oh, Otis. Yeah, Otis, the janitor titan. George. <laughs> George, uh, the professor titan. All right, uh, I'm, I know your, <laughs> I'm, your titan. I'm your usual host, Jared. I'm joined today by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello. We have Mr. Michael Mahoney.
2: Hey, everybody at home. How are you doing? Mr. J. Joseph Jr.
3: Hey, don't forget Emily,
2: and who's also a titan.
0: Oh, Emily, the titan. I remember her. She had... Uh, she had great taste in fashion. That was her. She was like, the one in the
2: second God of War. That
0: was her Titan ability. I remember fighting her. Yeah, you uh, you defeat her by by ripping her blouse. Uh, okay, all right.
3: No, you defeat her by wearing the same blouse as her. <laughs> Better. Okay, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of want to see that in a, in a God of War game now. Chronos, you <laughs> bitch! Kratos, do you think you can pull off the skirt? <laughs> Uh
0: Doug is not with us tonight. I think I assume he's coming back he's from Las Vegas. I, I don't
3: he's, I thought he was gambling his life away.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean last time last time I saw a photo of him, he looked like he was about to commit a serious crime <laughs> in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, that,
1: that's what happens when you're piece off the Russian mob, man.
0: So, uh, things got pretty rough there.
1: Uh, we got a pretty light week
0: this week. Uh, not a lot of new stuff is out. Not a lot of uh, big news happening. It's been pretty tame, pretty gentle. Uh, why don't we start with uh one of the big reveals that we got this week, which is the direction that Call of Duty is going to be headed. Uh, it's and that we headed to space. That direction is up, up space. into space. And to I do the atmosphere a direction
2: I, that Jared said was not happening ever.
0: I thought it was an April Fool's joke.
3: I really this uh, is ground control to Major Ramirez. Oh yeah,
2: they did use Major Tom in there,
1: didn't they? Do everything, Ramirez.
3: <laughs> it was.
0: Um, I, I'm I'm obviously surprised by this. Um, I posted. I think I posted on Reddit and said, "This is an April Fool's joke. You guys are so stupid, and it's real." So I guess what do I know? Um, what do you know?
3: Stupid I, one I know that
0: Ghosts was ill-received, but I didn't think Infinity Ward would just
3: forget about it entirely. Cause... They didn't, because this looks exactly the same as Ghost. Well, and they've, missed, they've entirely missed the point of setting a game in the future and having spaceships and having power armor by making them act exactly like ground infantry and making the spaceships act behave exactly like jet planes. Like, like it looks like they did zero work. It looks like it is the sequel, to ghost, only everything was reskinned, so now it looks like it's the future. <laughs> yeah, so but they're question, still gonna be
0: rich. I didn't see Riley anywhere. My uh, question
1: is, how many point. people call it romance? <laughs> because as far as I know, that's the only thing important in space sci-fi. Well, I there
0: mean, better be
2: dudes. We'll,
0: we'll see romance. about that.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: you're gonna be able to romance some dudes, I'm sure. I don't know. It's just that it's just that ghost ended on like such a cliffhanger. Um like I said it's just it's just kind of weird to me that they just ditch it instead of even trying to
2: resolve it. What, what kind of cliffhanger Why? does it does it end on? It's like now the real battle begins uh, with them. And then you find out who What yeah, well, well,
3: what well, exactly well. do you need to know about <laughs> South America's evil and America's got God, a ton of jingleism? I think
0: yeah. if I remember right, uh you wind up on like a beach with the bad guy and he drags you away. I think. And I think the he's going to brainwash you. I, it's been a while. Yeah,
3: but that's that's continuing to Metal Gear Solid too.
0: It's been a while since I played it. Uh, so that's,
3: you know, you become Ryden. I don't remember. Now we
2: have to build the it's, space wall.
3: I don't
0: remember exactly how it went from there. Yeah,
3: I mean, <laughs> actually, that is what happens. Space wall. It's the <laughs> sequel. I'm telling you, it's the sequel. You take you take your spaceship and you're like, we're going to build the space wall, and well, South America is going to pay for the space wall. Stuff.
2: Space um, Pancho Villa,
3: well, and and now the space wall just got ten space feet taller. <laughs> was was South uh,
0: America even the bad guy in Ghosts? That doesn't. Yes, is that spell us? Is That's that what signal. it was. It's obviously it been was like while. it was like
3: a it was like a South American federation, which is something that would never happen in yes. a thousand billion years.
0: Let's see uh, the Federation of the Americas. Yeah.
3: How come you can't just take my word for it, Jared? I just, I just don't
1: remember anything.
0: Oh,
3: all, in, in a post-Jared
1: remembers is that he got to be a dog for a second.
0: In a post credit scene, Logan is seen being kept inside a pit in the jungle. What? I don't
3: remember this. Oh, it's <laughs> then, your John McCain. John, yeah, exactly. Oh, no,
0: he's being-I'm right, he's being tortured. They're, they're basically gonna torture him into, like, being uh, one of them.
1: Well,
3: uh, yeah, that's the way it works.
1: Well, uh, that's, I guess, how everything ends. Well, that's a real bummer of an ending. (laughs) You get some torture. You get some torture. You get some torture.
3: torture? Didn't we promise to one another that we were going to fix Infinity War's Call of Duty?
0: Well, I mean, now we don't have to. They fixed it themselves. They put it in space. (laughs) We
2: got the space wall.
0: (laughs) There's a reason they call it the final frontier. There's nowhere to, like, this is what you do when you've run out of everything else. You No, no, no.
1: You do what XCOM, did, and you go to Underwater?
3: I watch, I watch... <laughs> that's why XCOM Star
1: of the Deep is the most <laughs> beloved game of all the series.
3: I, listen, listen to me. I watched, I watched The Patriot last, last night, starring Mel Gibson. And, okay. And written by Roland Emmerich, our two greatest Americans. And it proved to me that the next place Call of Duty needs to go is the American Revolution.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: that's worked out well <laughs> for other series. Reload the
1: musket in 20, 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> as long as a cannonball shoots off somebody's head, I'll be happy.
3: <laughs> right. Or it just like rolls across the ground and breaks off their legs.
0: Yeah, that works too, actually. <laughs> well, you're right, we do need this game. <laughs> okay, so the next so after this, Call of Duty inevitably makes everyone mad because Infinity Ward doesn't know how to make a good game anymore. Uh, you're saying the next place that they should set Call of Duty is the Civil War. Are we all in agreement on that?
3: Oh, I, well, I said the American Revolution. Oh. Okay. oh, I apologize. Because, see, the Civil, Civil War is pretty good, bombers, too. But in the American Revolution, you're just kind of stuck with a flintlock pistol and a ramrod. And was you got to deal with it.
0: Was the Patriot the Civil War or the Revolution?
3: It was the Revolution.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it for years and years. I don't remember much of anything anymore.
3: You you remember the important <laughs> part, which is the guy's head gets blown off with a cannonball.
0: Yes, it's the only part of that movie that's <laughs> worth remembering. Uh, and I remember thinking it was pretty sweet in seventh grade, and I think it's pretty sweet now too. Yeah, um,
3: it's a sweet thing. You just you just man that cannon the entire game. It's like it's like. You say, hey, get on the cannon, and you take the cannon, and you fire it into the the, the lobsters, the lobster backs. I also cold.
0: seem to remember Mel Gibson fought a lot of people with a hatchet, and it's one yeah, of those things killed. where, like, it's one of those things in movies where, um, in reality, it would take much more to kill a person with a hatchet, but he just, like, touches them with it, and they <laughs> fall down, and, and are and dead.
3: So this is what happens. It's, it's him and his, his two sons, and his sons are, like, little boys, right? They're, like, 12 and 8 or whatever. Um, and he gives them both guns and he's like, you know, you shoot at them and then you're going to watch daddy go and hack them up with a hatchet. <laughs> right. Uh, and like the boys are like expert snipers. They never fought anyone before, but they're expert snipers. They're like, because oh. they're American, Jay. Exactly. They're, they're American. And the greatest thing you could do for your country isn't to give your life, but it's to give your sons. And that's a no Gibson it did. Um, I mean, that's
2: a lot easier because then you're still alive
3: but well, that's yeah. the catchphrase to ghost and no one seems to remember. Um, that's true. so anyway yeah but, that's the one thing we don't remember about ghost. Is his son's his son snipe the hell out of these red coats and then like no gets just runs in and he starts hacking them up like a, a human blunder just just one up to the other bam 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 and i and he kills like 20 guys like literally 20 guys. That's the actual number that the movie gives.
2: I want it to be like in Fallout with bloody mess, where like he hits him in the neck and like all of their arms and legs explode. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Like, he yeah, seriously, yeah,
3: that, that he
0: seriously just runs out, and it's like it's like a game of touch football except with an axe. Like, just... no,
2: you know, you know what,
1: guys? To fix Call of Duty, well, we need to Infinity War just needs to go all in and like just do a game based on the one feature of Ghost that everybody liked, which is just. You're a dog the entire game. Nobody liked that. That's the worst
0: part of the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just a dog the entire
0: game. No, that's an awful idea in every sense. of How about the? Idea.
3: How about this? Instead of a dog and it's just a dog in space. Thing, Let's let's instead of the dog and, and instead of the American Revolution, you're just Mel Gibson in Call of Duty, right? <sighs> and you go you go We're into the field. Juice. You go into the field. Yeah, yeah. You go into the field with a knife and kill a ton of people, and then you just go. You know what? I really don't like Jews. And you keep going.
2: So is it like Mel Gibson is dicking around with a blender and gets sent back in time?
3: Sure, that's, that's what we'll do. Um, don't forget to leave
0: a few threatening voicemails that get recorded.
3: Yeah, you you, you you tell your love interest that, you know, you hope she gets raped by a pack of um, of African-American gentlemen. Um, so it's get, called
1: Call of Duty because it's your duty to expose a Zionist conspiracy?
3: And and it's also your duty to get drunk on the floor and eat a hamburger. That's David
2: also, Hasselhoff. That's
1: good. Yeah, that, that's the wrong. <laughs> if security. it makes
0: you feel any better, though, I almost attributed that to Mel Gibson as well. But <laughs> <laughs> that is David Hasselhoff who ate a hamburger on the floor. <laughs> while,
3: while barely I, I almost, conscious. I almost, um, I almost mentioned something that was um, uh, Russell Crowe getting into fights all the time. Or what about what when he gave
0: Rihanna that black eye? Or that time that Kiefer Sutherland tackled the Christmas tree.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> how always we just have all of that stuff? How about, how about Call of Duty is just like what action celebrities do in their free time? Okay.
1: The, the, this is what you do. You are a paparazzi. Like, that's, that's your gun, right? You just gotta take shots of celebrities. So it's you like, it's like Pokemon to. Snap, but with celebrities. <laughs> yeah, we Call of Duty it's like you have a really intense guy yelling like in, in a headpiece. What you need to do? No.
2: Bruno Mars, two o'clock, exactly. go,
3: go, go. I I feel like you past the security guards. I can't believe I'm Michael was like, able to name someone like...
0: from the century. That's amazing.
3: I feel like when we
0: <laughs>
2: I'm surprised I you like were like, you like on need, this bro, on the right?
0: Quick, we need a snap of Clark Gables.
2: <laughs> Clark Gables is dead, Jared. That's very disrespectful.
1: Stat. Junior. Clark
2: Gables Junior. <laughs>
3: Alright, well. <laughs> okay, well, you also need to get pictures of Errol Flynn. I would right, say. I
2: feel like we've mined Black Ops for everything it's worth. <laughs> well,
3: it wasn't Black
0: Ops. It, it or was whatever. Call of Duty. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, there's, an important, there's an important distinction.
3: Yeah, in Black Ops, you can free run, you can do parkour. And in Infinite War, you can't do jack shit. I, you, you know who else realizes you can't do jack shit in Infinite War? Who? Zox. Oh, Zox. Zox. oh, yeah. Dice.
0: So you said that you said that they were like commenting on the trailer reveal.
3: Or? Oh yeah, so basically a ton of um, Dice employees we took a look at um, because Battlefield 5's headed headed our way. And um, is it
0: also in space?
3: I don't think Battlefield Five's in space, but I'm not the Battlefield Five expert. We have a we have a member of the the Jewish Zionist conspiracy who's a Battlefield Five expert. He's not yeah. with us right now. I'm um, here. <laughs> let's see so we had um senior video and media director editor roland Smedberg, led the initial charge calling the trailer quaint he said today i watched the new call of duty trailer how quaint those cute little free cam shots precious 2010 graphics and grade school editing quaint um boy. See how the, DICE, <laughs> the dice devs joined in as well like randy evans um Look it's definitely enough blah blah Let's see. The rad gamer Dan the Call of Duty No I'm sorry, that's someone else. Julian Manilov said three and a half minutes of CG. Anyone got a link which shows the game? Um it's just this. It's just it's just a bunch of dice employees just kind of picking on Call of Duty and so calling it a piece why, of
1: shit. Why are they picking on the game that kind of like dominates the genre?
3: Uh because they're the second runner up. And when you're the second runner-up, you always feel a little incompetent. You're kind of like the Dean Koontz of the genre,
1: right? Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So you don't see the Dean Koontz talking shit about Stephen King.
0: Oh, all the time on the Dean Koontz blog. I feel like you don't even read it.
1: (laughs) I don't read anything by Dean (laughs) Koontz. I know know people read stuff by Dean Koontz, but okay, I'll take your word for it.
0: That's your own loss, my friend, because you're missing out on hits like Odd Thomas.
3: Who, who and else is always...
0: intensity.
3: Look,
1: no, we have, nobody, we have... nobody voluntarily reads the Kuntz. The Kuntz you read when you're like in a vacation home in the middle yeah. of the mountains of Argentina and there's nothing else to read.
3: Yeah, like you're trapped in the airport, right? And your flight's the right. way. Like, I, I already read all the Stephen King. i fucking picking up a Dean <laughs> <team laughs> book. <laughs> <laughs> is this or nothing? Uh, uh, tough choice. And sometimes yeah. it's better to go for nothing. Sometimes yeah, I exactly. might have more fun reading a bag of McDonald's.
0: Oh, you know, there's actually a lot to learn there too. For like example, what? did you know that their Big Mac sauce is a secret? Like, they won't just tell anybody.
3: Okay, who will they tell?
0: I don't know. It just says secret sauce. Uh, somebody makes right. it. Make sense, hopefully, yeah. I mean, somebody has to know. So, I guess, is it that much of a secret?
1: Uh, this is what they do. They have three people, right? Each of them has part of the recipe and then there's a fourth person who puts it all together. Oh,
3: shit. But then doesn't the fourth person know the recipe? No, he just stirs oh, it. He, he, so yeah, he each... just gets like Each piece already made and he just puts it together. I see. You see, I was hoping that the fourth person would learn it so they would have to kill him afterwards.
0: But who came up with it originally? Because someone had to tell all those three people what
2: ingredients to put in.
3: Yeah, but I, the, I, think, the, the I think it was, song think it it was B. Harvey Oswald stuff. who came up with it.
2: Hmm. That would explain <laughs> a lot.
0: All right, let's move
2: hey, on.
3: Hey, you know what? It was probably B. Harvey Oswald and JFK. They came up with it together.
0: That, that sounds very right. That's, <laughs> that's the history that I remember. Um, so the other thing about Call of Duty is that they have remade uh, the original Modern Warfare. Which looks
3: like the better game than the thing they're actually releasing,
0: right? Because well, the original Mario Warfare is a great game. It's yeah. uh, it's actually might
3: be the best Call of Duty <laughs> game. Uh,
0: so that's an unfortunate bundle that they're going to put together.
3: And right. That, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, back in the day when everyone was crazy about uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. Right. You bought Zone of Enders to get the Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. Two demo. You weren't actually buying Zone of Enders. You just wanted to play the demo for Metal Gear Solid early, and that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen with. Um, Infinite War. People are going to buy Infinite War, but what they're really buying is the Modern Warfare Remaster.
0: Well, that is how you have to buy it because they've also revealed that it will not be sold as a standalone product. So
3: because everyone knows, no one's going to buy Infinity Ward's shitty games. I think I think to
0: some degree that probably is a little bit of the strategy. Is people remember ghosts? They remember bad things. They have to kind of convince them that they can do it right again.
3: They can. not well, they,
0: they might. I don't know. Yeah, no, they know.
3: won't.
0: You never know, but uh, is that it's this year, right? Yeah, it's this year. So uh, of course it's this year. It's
3: right around the corner. Who are they? Ubisoft. They're not going to
0: skip here. So we'll find out sooner rather than later. But anyway, that's your Call of Duty news for the day. Speaking of uh, people talking shit, uh, um, <laughs> you all suck. This is kind yeah, of a, that is true this is kind of an odd one but uh, what they were replying to uh, a tweet that GameSpot sent out um, that was regarding cyberpunk 2077 the new game coming from CD project red and uh, they just posted a picture of a woman uh, who you know she's uh, she's dressed in a It's the same fucking picture we've been seeing for three years. Scantily fashioned. uh, And they said, Cyberpunk 2077 is more ambitious than Witcher on every single front. That's a quote from their article. And uh, the Chinese room, uh, the developer behind, uh, what, Dear Esther and uh, everybody's... A machine for pigs. A machine for pigs. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Uh, They replied and uh, said, but just as sexist, if that image is anything to go by... But there's
3: there's a couple of things that need to be understood about that image. Um, so you know, Cyberpunk 2077 is, a, is an adaptation of uh, an original you know tabletop RPG, right? Uh, yeah. And you know, you have the book and all that, and probably the, the
1: original table.
3: The, the, right the original uh, tabletop, and the the girl in question is an adaptation of the um, of the artists who originally worked on the books of her of, of that artwork. Um, and so what, you know, what they're actually doing with cyberpunk is that they're paying homage to this original art that I guess is indicative of the series and all that. But the girl is not even all that scantily clad. Like, it looks like something you would see going to the fucking beach. Like, just seeing something like like, that. Sure. Okay, being <laughs> a robot so doesn't a robot. <laughs>
2: doesn't have anything It doesn't matter. Alright, I'm gonna boil this down. And if actually I don't know, be before
3: accepted. before
1: you regale us with your wisdom, um one thing that I think it's kinda of funny for this whole like you know uh diversity shed, the people who created the, the creator of uh Cyberpunk is black. So, so Mike Ponsov. Uh, right. So, you know, while they're going there talking shit about inclusion everything,
2: you know, it's a minority. Well, so, and, and I, I,
0: so, so wait, 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 wait. can't so, be sexist,
2: Jared. That's what, what he's getting at.
0: What you postulate is that black people can't be sexist? Yes. Nope. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. I wasn't clear on that. I knew about the no swimming, <laughs> I uh, but I didn't know about the no sexism, too. I think <laughs> I think the story here is that they have, um, have used their company... Uh, Twitter in a relatively unprofessional capacity because it's just not what your uh, your business's Twitter account should be doing. Uh, nobody really oh, that cares, I find offensive. Nobody cares but, but, what the Chinese room thinks about anything.
3: Uh, really. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should make a good and game. Nobody, and then maybe
1: they, I will listen to what they say.
3: Right, and I, and that's 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 an it's kind of um it's that's kind of loosely what I'm what I'm getting at. It it feels like it it always feels like there's this thing that happens when, um, I, I guess, the flounder picks on a shark. It's like, the flounder's picking on the shark pretension, but that seems like it's not a very good idea. It's not going to end well for you. Um, sure. I, I... Yeah, but I, I think what, what I said, I mean, Chinese, Chinese rooms always 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 struck me as having this air of kind of pretension to them. Like, if you've ever played their games, um, like, Machine for Pigs it's always brought me the wrong way, because I play that, and I was really... Willing to, to to be scared and be wowed, and, and they really went for the most kind of typical cliche um, plotline ever. Uh, but it celebrated it like this was like this idea of brilliance, where the a machine for pigs was society. Oh, I never saw that coming. Um, oh no!
2: This, this is the game where the <laughs> main character is named Osman Mandis.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, the machine for pigs is, is, is society and. Um, I don't know. It's just always struck me that that, that they had this level of pretension, and um, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you, Jar. But I I just think it's there, that overall kind of company arrogance. I think it's an arrogance that we've seen in other developers, it's, especially in the yeah. indie developers. We, you know, I I think it's the same kind of arrogance that um, was present in Tale of Tales and Phil Fish. You know, I think it's just just there. Right? That they got it in their head. They're geniuses. They get to talk down everyone else, and it just kind of makes them look like assholes.
1: Yeah, like Jonathan Blow, My Brain, which was an okay game. Like, suddenly he's like, oh, I'm the master storyteller. <laughs> the girl was actually an atomic bomb. Hi. Blew your mind. <laughs> this the is kind of the same
2: thing. If, if the Ori and the Blind Forest people wanted to give me stock advice, I'm not saying I would take it, but I would at least listen to them. Because they can make a good game.
1: What I but they have what this, I listen to
0: them. this is the thing. They have no there's no reason for them to be doing that. If they want to do that, <laughs> there are other outlets that they can do that as individuals. Like with the dice thing, at least it's these people on personal accounts being like, right. Oh, you guys suck shit. But if if Nintendo came out and they're like PlayStation, more like Gay Station on their Twitter <laughs> You would Damn. you would find that off-putting, or maybe the coolest Burn. thing that ever happened. But um, the the point yeah, is that, uh... the point is that these these smaller studios and sometimes indies they speak on behalf of their company when perhaps they should not. And I know it's hard when you have your company's account that has twelve thousand followers and yours only has eight, and two of them are relatives. Um, you know, I understand that it's difficult to avoid that temptation, but, uh, I promise you that if you, if you just shut the fuck up, everything will be better.
3: (laughs) Well, it's even like, I think another good example is like, um, Gearbox, because you definitely have members of, um, of Gearbox or even have worked on Gearbox games that have said things about other, other practices in the industry or other people in the industry, but it was always from their personal account, so you kind of just see that person as an asshole. You don't see Gearbox as, as an asshole. You're like, okay, Gearbox is pretty okay, but that specific person is an asshole. That, now you're associating the entire company with that assholery. Um, and, yeah. That the...
0: So, anyway. Not the, a good look. The moral of the story is, uh... Chinese so room sucks. Yeah. And the game sucks. Sure, I'll just go with that.
3: Can we tweet that out from the enemy slime business account? No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like you can say it on the Enemy Slime podcast episode. What if the three followers see it? Yeah, the I, it, it, it's something that and it 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 applies in the same way there where um you know I have forty uh, Twitter followers I think and if I had something really important to say I still wouldn't say it through our Twitter <laughs> account uh, because I know that most of what I think isn't important and that nothing matters and we're all gonna die someday.
2: Even if it meant reaching that 41st person. <laughs>
0: see, he, And he might be the one. He might have been the key to it all who reads it and is like, I want to give you all my money. Uh, but it just it doesn't matter. First,
1: a million dollars in
3: Jared ideas. It does so, be- so, so can I talk about something I'm actually happy about? Okay, what are you happy port, about? For change, Warhammer Dawn of War 3.
0: You saw the trailer.
3: I saw the trailer.
0: How do you feel? You feel good?
3: I, I feel good. I mean, I've already talked about on the podcast how I I love the series and went out my way to try and find it in a time before Steam. And how they made it look
0: like it was never going to happen.
3: They made it look like it was never going to happen. And in fact, they did something really mean. And they um, tweeted out an image like several weeks ago. And it turned out it was going to be like a fucking expansion or DLC or whatever (laughs) it was. And that was a big (laughs) letdown. But today... Um, we find out that there is going to be an actual sequel. We are getting a Dawn of War 3. So, uh, there's not much to go off of, but from the screenshots and the trailer, it looks like the game is going to have Titans, and for anyone that doesn't know, Um, it's more than Kronos and Emily. Those are basically um, big, crude robots that can go ahead and fuck up the battlefield, and I'm very excited about that.
1: I do like some of my battlefield to be
0: fucked. I never played any uh, any Dawn of War, so I don't I don't know. Um, we pretty much now know the same things about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, you up, no, okay? You updated me, I, and I'm rock solid. I like I like I, I don't know. I just I just really like the series. Um, it it provide me countless hours of entertainment in college, and I'm excited that there's going to be a part three. It's nice to be about excited about video games sometimes. I know that's weird notion. I don't know, the last time that happened I was very disappointed. Too.
0: Oh, what was when was the last time you were excited? Fallout? Yep. Um Aww. well that'll teach you. Um yep. I'm pretty excited for next week, and I'm pretty sure that everything's gonna turn out fine.
3: So, What's next week? Next week's Uncharted. Uncharted. Oh uh, yeah, that's
0: right. Guys, did you hear it? it's coming out soon? It's so- got a win. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty good. Um should we uh, let's also mention this uh, Dark Souls uh, situation? Because if you are a PC player of the game, uh, you may have been living in fear this past week uh, because a lot of people, and this has been going on for a little while. Because I remember seeing an article about this, you know, not that far past launch, uh, there were a number of people who were reporting that they had been soft banned from the game. What that means is that they. Uh, they were allowed to access the single player still, but they could no longer get into any of the online components. And uh, they they were banned for cheating supposedly, but none of them could find evidence that they had done any cheating. Um, and uh, it was revealed that at least a portion of these people, if not all of them, um, <laughs> they were actually being how would you phrase this? Set up, I guess. Uh, by a player who had modded the game in such a way where he was basically able to uh, invade people's worlds in game, and he would he had some kind of like dagger that he'd stab them with, and when he did so, it would add souls to their account, uh, and basically made it look like they were cheating with with level hacks. Uh, and he streamed all this on Twitch too, which is what's so crazy about it. Yeah, it uh, kind of a dick. It's it's pretty amazing. Like, it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool at all. But, uh, like, it's, it's kind of cool. It, it, it's, it's a little cool.
3: It's kind of it's neat.
0: Yeah. So, th- there's yeah, more. Yeah,
3: I feel, I feel like between. Right.
1: Those. <laughs> there's more because not only that, but um, there's also been a group of people who are hacking items. And then when they go into somebody's world, you know, they go, like, oh, yeah, I want to help you fight this boss. Here, have this cool sword. Uh, and since the the um, sword is hacked, then the game thinks that you hacked it, and he soft bans you too. Now, I do
0: want to uh, make sure that we clarify so
1: that there there is no proven
0: connection between the streamer and those soft bans, but it seems like a very likely answer right now. But like in the stream or in the videos that he's posted, you never actually see somebody get banned for it. Um, you just see him. Stab them and supposedly change their, their uh, right. but, game
1: code. But uh, this one that I'm describing, that's not that one. It's a, it's a different one. Right, right. Uh, and, um, I mean, this has been going on for a while with stuff, right? I remember when um, Dark Souls came out for PC. Mm-hmm. that we were complaining about, you know, the game getting hacked and, you know, the multiplayer being basically fucked. Uh, I don't know if they ever fixed it. I don't know. I don't know why it's
0: a. I don't know why it's a series that's so like beloved on PC because uh, it never seems to go very well.
3: Dark Souls was awful on the PC, and, and I need PC to say something players. very important right now, right this second. I have to say that that I got flack from my friends for getting Dark Souls three and the Division on PlayStation four. So and uh, you know, thus separating myself from from my friends on PC, and I want to say. Right here now. I'm really happy about those decisions and the PC masteries can go eat a dick.
1: I hear that uh the division in, in PC is pretty much dead.
0: It it's uh it has a lot of problems with cheaters right now from what I hear. Yeah, which is which is a problem accurate. that uh I, I mean that's not to say everybody's always quick to rush to to remind us that, you know, consoles uh have people cheating too, but not
2: it's not, not as not easy. The, the division the division is
1: particularly bad because what they did is they put all of the um, the files on the client side. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to um, to hack. And then apparently they don't really check too much to make sure the files, the file integrity matches. Which means that they can't even tell if you're cheating.
3: So that's, you know, that's so, fun. So, so the division is is so bad that right now on PC... Uh, the people that use paid hacking programs are making active complaints about the people who use free hacking programs in the division. And that's the climate in PC right now.
0: Um, <laughs> it's just—it's just becoming how you play the game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
3: It's like baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's basically—it's basically, it's basically uh, you know one t one, one player complains. He paid $60 for his his painkillers, so the other one only had to pay 30 From JoJo. um, Yeah. Uh, JoJo. I, 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 yeah, JoJo. Uh, across the street from the, the baseball stadium. He hangs out there. <laughs> the What's <laughs> happening now?
2: I don't know. This went on a lot further than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I don't know if you're still going
0: to Jay knows the guy. Yeah. He knows the guy. He's been Doing some cheating and whatnot. I
3: know. I know a guy named Joe Joe. can hook you up in the division. <laughs> Whatever you want. If you look at, uh,
0: if you go on Steam Spy and look at the game, uh, it is. I mean, I, I guess this is probably just normal anyway for a game as it leaves release, but it's definitely trending downward. Uh, like, like just not as many people are playing it. Um, you can see that in almost every graph, actually. Uh, yeah. It doesn't help but it's not a very good game. I thought it was good. I thought, well, it was okay.
3: Um, it's got it's got issues. It's like it's 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 got issues. I don't know. I, I I'm going to talk shit about it. Doug's not here to stop me. Um,
0: no, the the I, division, but but like the, Dark
3: Souls. But you can you can talk shit on Dark Souls too. We both too. like we both like a division.
2: Can we talk shit on Doug?
3: I mean, once you go to um to like
1: level thirty. It's just all darks and all the time, and I don't really. Need to
3: yeah, do that. but see, see that—that's the problem with every every online game ever. It's like once you get to the end game, it really just you know, it's like oh well, I guess that's over with. It's you know, <laughs> it kind of happened, and now I'm here. But well, then the um, course just sucks. So
0: I, I yeah. had that. Uh, I kind of had that moment in. Um, oh wait, never mind. We promised we wouldn't talk about it, so we won't talk about it. In what? <laughs> Don't. I almost said it, but I didn't say Just it. Just
3: fucking say it. No. Now I want to know what it is. And I get you,
0: it, it was no, it was uh, it was Rust. Nice Rust Lucio. Oh, in Rust. Okay. It was Rust. I I we we the server that we played on, we pretty much raided everyone, and now there's no one left to raid. And now you feel empty inside. And I wept <laughs> for there were no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> Does
2: this mean you can go back to your family?
0: I mean I played I played like six he hours of Dark Souls, how...
1: so he, he doesn't know how to leo on the outside anymore. <laughs> like I
0: finally I finally played some Dark Souls, so things are going okay. Um
3: Well, I mean I think I think the, the, the first two areas of Dark Souls are really amazing. Um Well that's and...
0: disappointing to hear because that's
3: not <laughs> <laughs> uh and then I think it starts to get to be a, a, a little bit of a... Uh, phoned in after that. It feels uh, kind of lazy. Um, you know, it's, it's like, like I, I think, I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought the the high wall of Lothric, which is like the first official area, sure, I'm not talking about the fucking graveyard. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the one after it, Undead Settlement. Undead Settlement, I got Settlement yeah. Those were some really some really fine level design work, you know. Um, yeah,
0: I would agree with that assessment. I think they're uh, really cleverly put together. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're good at having, like, multiple paths, even if they kind of mostly wind up at the same uh, locations. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed. I'm one of the few people that falls into the uh, Dark Souls 2 area of preference in that I liked the variety in the world. And I'm really disappointed in 3 that it seems like that's gone and it mostly just kind of all looks the same. Uh, at least so far. I don't know if it changes, but
3: I, I, I think I think stacked up against like if you're I, I haven't played Dark Souls 2, so I can't say what looks against that. I think stacked up against Bloodborne, it's definitely more of kind of a, a, a visual treat and kind of more of a. It feels like it has a greater scope at first. Um, after the first couple of areas, it really starts to grade a bit. It really it really feels phoned in. It feels like they didn't put a lot of thought into designing some of the areas. Um, you know, in other areas, they can be like these these beautiful epic areas, but then they have all of the stuff that makes the Dark Souls series bad. Like, um, you know, a lot of force fall damage and things like uh, ambushes that they don't project um, and things that are kind of just flat out designed to kill the player and not really um, not really a challenge. It's just it's just kind of like, a, haha, ha, we got you. You died by doing. You have to learn, you know, and then you have to learn it that way. Um, and I never I never liked that. Like, I complained about it with Bloodborne, um, but in Bloodborne it was relegated to kind of the last two areas of the game. Um, in Dark Souls 3, it, had, it starts to happen much earlier, uh, but overall I was just kind of disappointed with the design. I just reached an area that that I found, like, utterly jaw-dropping, and I'm really excited to explore that one. I'm really hoping that it doesn't fall into some of the traps these other areas done. But, in general, some of the level design even even aside from that, if you take out all the enemies, um it's really clear that some areas had a lot more attention to detail than the others mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and it's like you know I don't know I, I don't know what it is it like feels like it could potentially be a victim of crunch time um, and I don't know if you had any more thoughts on the locations
0: on the locations as far as
3: I mean I just don't I don't know why.
0: Like, undead settlement. Oh boy, <laughs> a town of a-, a town of undead people. How original!
3: Yeah, and then I think that's the other thing, right? It it kind of feels like, oh, well, we you know what it should have. Berg the first Dark Souls. It, Yeah, it's no, like it's a, a bird. It's, it's a it's a oh, settlement. it's totally different. It's, totally it's a totally different, different thing. And you get up on the roofs. So it feels so different. <laughs> you get on you get on the, <laughs> the roofs of the settlement. And you go in the houses. It's a settlement. It's not. So, it's not it's I not mean, a bur- Dark Souls. 2 had like
0: there's a cave with green stuff in it and there's a gigantic mountain with dragons flying everywhere and i mean even in oh. the first dark souls like that first time that you come around the corner and uh hit an- uh an orlando uh and like see that for the first time like it's really cool and i just haven't had one of those moments yet So
3: So this one? well that's yeah, not I that's not, not how we get those
0: that's not how we get that moment It's not by doing it again <laughs> Uh. I, I think
3: I think you're going to get that moment, I just got that moment, but it's like one moment in the entire fucking, and I know all the rest of the areas of the game, um, because I did sequence break it, and I, I have seen a lot of shit a lot earlier, and um, it's basically the first couple of areas, um, it's this one area that that is really beautiful, and then it's a bunch of rehashes of the first game, and then it's back to the first area, part two. Here's uh, here's game, a man. Baroque castle. <laughs> but you didn't see that coming. So it's like it's it's kind of um it, it definitely feels it 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 feels a little bit like uh I guess well you kids like you, you, you hit on it with the with the undead burg undead sub shit. Uh it feels like well, we know what you kids like from Dark Souls one, so we're gonna give so, you that again. It worked so great the first time. Here you go again. Um, so I, I played Demon Souls, Dark
1: Souls and um and Bloodborne so what so do I, you uh, know I haven't played the sequels <laughs> but one thing that I can tell you about the series is that it's usually very iterative of each other so there's a lot of things from Demon Souls that show up in Dark Souls and even in Bloodborne so I'm not that surprised of that but the fact that they have stuff like Anor Londo back is kind of like eh. I mean yeah, I, yeah.
0: I heard it I heard it described as like it's it's Dark Souls like greatest hits basically uh, yeah and it's it's like a little collection of a, a little bit of everything um and, and i want to be clear like i'm fine with the game so far um but i the the thing i liked was that uh, variety in two and i'm disappointed and I, and that they abandoned it even though they they probably abandoned it to give everybody else what they want
3: i i think i think you know for me what it is with bloodborne was my first one and then i went back and played dark souls um, there's no way Dark Souls 3 is beating either of those games. I think Bloodborne is going to stay firmly as my favorite, followed by Dark Souls, and then maybe Dark Souls 3. I have to see how I feel about it at the end of the game. Um, I I feel like some Bloodborne was a very tightly designed game, right? It didn't have quite the scope of Dark Souls 3, but it was very tightly designed. Um, it felt like you know everything led to everything else, just just not only in terms of level design but in terms of how enemies were designed and laid out. It felt like, you know, each encounter was training you for encounters you would fight later in the game, and even the bosses felt that way. The first boss you fight, um, you know, in the game, he was tra- he trained you for every hunter you fought afterwards, and he trained you for the final boss. Um, Dark Souls 3 doesn't feel like it has that that type design. It feels, you know, the bosses kind of like, um, do feel like a mix between greatest hits and, and, and do feel kind of random, I feel like in Dark Souls 3, I'll hit, like, a really, really tough boss, and then the next several after it will be really fucking easy. In fact, the only bosses to trip me up so far are the tutorial boss and, um, you know, a boss that you meet, I guess, in the fourth area? Fourth or fifth area. Um, and every boss aside from that feels, like, ridiculously easy, and it feels like it, it, it sticks to some typical video game tropes as to how bosses should be designed, um... So it feels more like you're fighting a boss in a Nintendo game. Or fighting a boss in a Platinum game. You don't really feel like you're fighting a boss in a Dark Souls game. Um, and in fact, some bosses punish you for using the tactics that you learned earlier in the game. Which feels completely counter to how um, games like Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne operate it. Like in, in, in those games, you would fight a boss. They would train you for the next one. Um, and that's, that's great design. In Dark Souls 3, you fight a boss you get your training and then the boss after tells you to completely throw out that window and do something completely different. Um, and that I didn't like. Um, a, that
0: sounds like a positive to me. Cause I'm so tired of like, go stand by his legs, chop his legs.
3: I see. I I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know that I in, in entirely agree because it's like um, it, it almost feels like it's breaking its own rules for an artificial difficulty. Like oh I know what works here so I'm going to do that and oh it doesn't work uh, now I have to figure out something completely different that the game didn't train me for at all. Like, um,
0: you know why you know why a, a bridge of uh, daughter of the cosmos was was so hard? It wasn't. Nice. It wasn't because she was hard. It was because she was hard to get behind, which is what you have to do with every Dark Souls enemy ever. Just get behind them, and uh, and then you will see success
3: um i don't know i don't i don't i don't think that's true
0: i think that's very true i don't
3: i don't think so we can go Um, we can go through the list of bosses and
0: we can find (laughs) all the ones that you can get behind (laughs)
2: because
0: it's all of them
3: Uh,
2: oh for my limited experience i would feel inclined to agree
0: i think like the i think like the third boss is this like tree thing and you have to destroy his egg sacks i liked that like that's a good that's a good change uh, even though I didn't find destroying the X-Acts to be particularly intuitive, um, I, I appreciated that, like, oh, this one has weak points. Like, I was hitting him, and it didn't seem to be doing anything, and, uh, that's a, that's just, like, a weird thing in general, uh, for, for Dark Souls bosses, typically. Yeah,
3: but I, I don't think, I don't think being weird and being different makes it good. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's really good game design, because it just, it feels like, um, you're having the the player behave in completely random ways that that just doesn't um, you know doesn't feel like it, there was any kind of real planning involved. And I think that tree boss was one of the better bosses. But there's a there's one boss that you fight a little bit afterwards, which is a boss. Oh, this is the other thing that drives me crazy. It's it's almost every boss I fought in the game is an ad fight. So you fight the boss, and there's a ton of ads that fall into the arena, and you have to deal with those two and then focus your attention back on the boss. And I, that's always driven me wild in video games. Um, each time ads don't have an actual function in a game, like if they're not there for health or power ups, or whatever, they fucking drive me up the wall because they feel like busy work and they don't feel like good design. Um, so far, I think five of the four bo- uh, the six bosses I fought in Dark Souls 3 have had ads, and that's fucking ridiculous. Um, but there is one boss that is, is straight up all ads, uh, you kind of do what you're trained to do, and that's, you know, if you see a huge group of ads, you separate them out, you fight them, you kill them, and you work your way to where you're supposed to be. If you do that in this boss fight, it completely punishes at you for it, and you're going to die quickly. You know, there is even a moment where if you attempt to do the fight that way, the boss will one-shot you. Um, and that, to me, I'm like, okay, so I have to, to abandon... The shit that Dark Souls One and A Bloodborne, Dark Souls Three taught me, you know, Dark Souls Three teaches it to you in Undead Settlement. It teaches you separate these mobs. I had to abandon that training. I had to like dive in like a madman and just start wailing away at these things and killing these things. And to me, that doesn't feel like it, it took any kind of thought. It just felt like it, it was like, oh, hey, hey, we're going to play a trick on the player. Haha, ha, wasn't that funny? You died. Um, and I don't appreciate that. I don't think it's good design.
2: Makes me uh. laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So
1: one of the things that, um, like my personal theory is that, so Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and and Bloodborne are all very tightly designed, um, mm. and I think it's because it kind of like labors of love, where, and and this is just conjecture based on what I heard from the sequels, the Dark Souls sequels aren't necessarily. Uh, labors of love, as much as they are, you know, we need money so we can found our next thing. And even now, like, <laughs> no, and even now, like Miyazaki, you know, with the game basically just being released, said that he is done with uh, with Dark Souls for now. Uh, he wants to work on a new IP.
3: Well, and he needs to, too, because Dark Souls 3 does not have it going on part.
1: Yeah, so, you know, my, my theory is that that's probably why the sequels don't necessarily feel as tightly put together. Because I think that's just not what they want to do. It's just what they want they're want. they doing to kind of fund whatever it is that they're working on.
3: And, and and Dark Souls 3 just really does tread a lot of the same ground. It's like, you know, um, it does feel like Dark Souls 1, the remix. Um, and it does feel like, you know, it feels like it, it, it transports over some of the design philosophies from Bloodborne. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's... More the direction they want to move with whatever their next IP is is in. If there's like some perfect version between Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three, yeah. um, you know it's and it's a lot of little things. It's it's things like um, uh, like the overall speed of the game. It's things like how armor works. You know, um, since armor is a lot more, but a, a side grade in Dark Souls Three is not a straight upgrade. You can't upgrade right. armor anymore. Um, you know, and and all that all that feels you know even the way. Levels kind of loop around in this. All of it feels very, very blood Um and it feels like that. That's what Miyazaki's interested in. Like, like mechanically, that feels like what he's interested in, not n- narratively right. and not um, all that other stuff. But that's what it. That's what it feels like to me.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe narratively they're interested. They they clearly like building worlds. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of part of the issue with you know going back to oh you know here's this guy that looks like this other guy from the other game
3: it's not surprising to me though because but i what i've extracted from you know the dark souls lore is it it feels like the dark souls world is there's this whole big world out there um and you're only getting a little tiny bits of it so it always felt to me like there was a lot more to explore almost like uh the elder scroll games where you know there are more continents out there that that we haven't seen yet and there are continents that we can safely revisit and there's a lot more to them than we've seen before um so it's a little surprising to me that dark souls 3 treads over so much old ground um you know when it feels like that there's this huge world but at the same time if the director's not fucking interested anymore, he's not interested. And there's something else that he wants to do. Yes.
0: To some degree you're giving people what they want to because Dark Souls 2 comes out and they do a bunch of stuff different and everybody says, well, I don't want that. I wanted the other one again. <laughs> right.
3: So now you got to make yeah. the other
0: one again. So, I mean, you're fucked one way or the other. So there's no winning there. I'm not yeah. far enough to comment on a lot of what you've said so we'll have to revisit it. Uh, well, far.
1: it would help if Poise wasn't broken. That's another
3: thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Poise is broken. <laughs> poise is just
0: gone isn't it didn't they just take the stat out
3: it, oh, they, they, they turned it off the, the stat's still in and in fact a lot of gear um, still relies on poise which is a huge fucking mistake if you're going to turn the stat off um but yeah it's 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 and that but, you know that goes back to, to flat out sloppy design um i i feel like maybe the poise thing is something if it's intentional then it's something they did to make the game harder but when half your gear relies on the fucking poise, uh that's a bad move. <laughs> um, you know, when when you have when you have like a ton of weapons and a ton of armor that relies on poise, it's uh but yeah, the stat's still in, it's just that the stat is turned off.
0: I wonder if it's they just... found. I wonder if they found some kind of like exploit or something that can be done with it.
3: And um, you can on PC, you can turn it on, but you will get banned for doing it because the game will read your files has changed. Yeah, there's
0: gotta be something suspicious. Uh, going on there, I, I don't think it's going to be gone for good. It's it's um, that that's just be too weird to yeah. just like turn it off and leave it as like an appendage that does nothing.
1: Well, they haven't said anything, so
0: well, right? I... But they probably haven't said anything because if it is bug related or 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 hack related, they probably. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to tell people like, hey, we found a bug in Poison. Here's how you do it. You know, like
1: well, they could just be like, hey, uh, you know, we're fixing it. You know, we're working on it. Anything,
3: but see, it's it's just it's just it's literally just one number that they have to turn on Rof. They like it's it's literally a binary number, and they couldn't tell the game to turn it on. It's all it takes. So it is really weird. <laughs> it's like really fucking weird. And the poise per- works perfectly for the enemies. Um, in fact, it works better for the enemies in Dark Souls three than it did in Dark Souls one. So um, it's it's. I agree with Jared. This is completely fishy. Um, that is just kind of off like
0: that it's uh, um, it, i i very much doubt it'll stay that way i think it will. um
3: and you know since, since since we're talking about more of the mechanical stuff there is stuff like in uh behind the scenes in dark souls 3 that i um i'm really nerdy about and really want to play with there's stuff like the luck stat that not only influences item discovery but status effects and all that kind of stuff that i'm excited to play with um but there's some other stuff that just kind of feels Useless in the game, <laughs> and poise is just one of those things. And I think you know, even little things like that are just what kind of throw me throws me off the experience um, of Dark Souls Three.
0: I mean, definitely wasn't useless before, right? So.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it looks like it's supposed to have a purpose. It's just turned off right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll bet you that comes back. They're just they're just doing something with it for now.
1: Anyway, maybe it's a friend, bro.
0: Maybe an epic <laughs> prank. That yes. is a that is a pretty epic prank right there. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we talk a little bit about some other games here? Uh, I have two on our list to. I've go been through. hearing
3: good things about the detail. Yeah, Michael yeah, think, really seems. Michael can tell us about the detail.
0: <laughs> Michael really seems to. Do you want to just spoil it for us? Like, is it something where its flaws are uh, are plot oriented, or is it something that you can describe without without ruining anything?
2: Uh, I mean, I
0: don't. I don't mind. I I, I enjoy all good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm
2: <laughs> not gonna be like doing you a disservice by denying you the joy of enjoying the detail.
0: Do it, but do it like you're my nan reading me a bedtime story and make funny voices for the characters.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's gonna be more challenging.
0: Especially because you don't know what
3: they sound like because there's no what's, voice acting. What, 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 <laughs> what's, what's the lead? What's the lead's character's name?
2: Uh, There are actually three re- lead characters. There's the grizzled old detective, Reggie, who I'm pretty I've sure is... I think Reggie ought
3: to sound like this, Mon.
2: No, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's actually re- Reginald Miller, and he is basically Carl from Aqua Hunger Force. Which no. Which is how I voiced him in my head the entire time.
1: <laughs> okay. that sounds like a great game. What's the problem?
3: <laughs> I know Except...
2: that's off to a good start. Uh next is Joe Miller, the ex-gang banger who's gone straight to uh take care of his family, who's turned back into an informant.
3: Okay. What What? my name is Joe Miller. Alright, very good. He's passed the crumpets and teeth.
2: It's a good shot. Um and then last you have uh the lady cop.
0: Indeed. Hey, that's can What's you name can you not cop? even and you can't even dignify her with a name? I don't remember. <laughs> Oh my Kate, god! Yeah,
3: I, I, I told you it, it's 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 me, Ezio. I'm the lady cop.
2: Okay, she, she's an <laughs> Italian guy. It works. Well, everything <laughs> they say about Michael's true. Carry on. I'm a uh, master of voice work. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Um. So I got to say, like, I played the first two episodes of this, and I was ready to give it like a soft three. Like it's got some problems like i said the art is just so fucking ugly it's so bad for a game that's trying to be like a graphic novel but at the end of it you know i was i was mildly amused it's, it's not bad but you play episode three and it's so clear that they just like ran out of money or realized like holy shit we're not going to be able to do this in time and they just smash it together it's it is such a fucking bullshit ending and so you're trying to find out the what spurs on the entire investigation is the murder of a Russian drug boss, and you know you got Reggie, the you got Carl, who's trying to find out who did it. He turns Joe into an informant, and then he also recruits Kate to be his, uh, you know, one of his go-to people on the investigation. So I got your back. Yeah, exactly. It's, she says that in fact. Um, you're you're playing through the whole game like trying to figure out who does this. And there are a couple of things that it does. So it has this one character who he works ostensibly for the Russian mafia. He's like just this, this regular guy, but he seems to be kind of like the badass. Like he's, when anything goes down, he's the one who's doing like all the dirty shit. So he's kind of like working his way up to being like the the main villain. Um, and then at the end of episode three, which is supposed to be the end of season one, they just shoot him like, you'd realize who the real bad guy is, and he just gets shot. No, no explanation, no resolution there. So, and then we don't really
3: have... A like a act. red herring.
2: Yeah, kind of, but it was almost like it was leading up to a cool confrontation with him, and then it's just like he's in the corrupt senator's office, and she's like, you've extended your usefulness, and shoots him.
3: Wait, it was the senator?
2: Yeah, it was the lady senator.
3: Oh, shit. Politicians can be evil?
2: Mm? And ladies. Amazing. What I know, a, it was very really time shocking. to be alive. <laughs> but basically, so, the real problem, and why I'm really, like, surprised at how bad this is, is it's leading up to you trying to figure out who killed this boss. So, and by the, by the time I'm about halfway through episode three, I'm kind of, like, not really interested. It's very cliche. It's boring. It's just not doing a very good job. But, like, at about the midway point, Carl gets dismissed for, um uh, being a little too close to one of the lady suspects. You know, he's banging some prostitutes. What are you going to do? So he gets suspended. He's at home, like, being drunk and angry. And someone slips a dossier through his uh, mail slot. And he finds out that his old partner was killed by Joe, the informant. So, basically, the story stops here. And it's like, you get 15 minutes of Carl going to kill Joe. And then the game ends.
0: Does what? he Does he kill Joe?
2: No, and so you like meet him on a bridge, and you're like, I'm going to kill you, Joe, and then the lady cop shows up, and you get like one choice that matters through the entire game, are you going to shoot Carl or not? And you can shoot Carl and kill him, or you can not shoot Carl, he gets into a scuffle with Joe and then falls off a bridge.
1: Oh, but but just Carl? Just Carl. Oh, I assume you're playing
3: as a lady cop. Hmm?
2: Well, I mean, you play as Carl, Joe, and the Lady Cop throughout the entire game, but...
3: Yeah, but for the finale. Yeah, right.
2: yeah in, the end, in the end, you're the Lady Cop. But, and that's the end of the game. Like, there's... We don't find out who killed the drug boss. Um, it, it,
3: it it almost feels like... But the polling is a bit of a telltale season, two.
2: That's exactly what it feels like. Well, um, yeah, and I think that's the idea... But I don't think these guys are going to get to make a season two. (laughs) (laughs) Like this game, it takes it took me three hours to play through all three episodes and they want 15 bucks for it. Mm. And it's got, like I said, no voice acting, almost no sound effects. The art is fucking ugly. That uh, that villain guy I was talking about, if you go to their website, they really love this panel they have of him eating spaghetti.
3: Spaghetti is delicious. It is, but
2: not their fucking picture of him.
3: No, of course the picture's not going to be delicious, Michael.
2: All right, you got me there.
3: I don't know. Like, like I said,
2: I was ready to like round out this game to a three and be like, I hope that they can refine some things and try again. Now I hope like they just cancel it, they cut their losses, they all move on to different studios and try again.
3: Tell us how you really feel, though.
2: Uh, that, those things
3: I just said.
0: I, I mean, I like the... <laughs> I like the aesthetic, I like the idea, uh the subject matter. Uh that's too bad to hear that they couldn't like stick the delivery or the landing or any Or
2: any of the execution.
0: Yeah, right, right. Pretty much all of it. How's the how's the soundtrack in it?
2: It's all right. I think I've noticed that there are occasions where they have two soundtracks playing over each other at the same time. <laughs> and that's not that's very good. Enough. Right. I mean I'll I'll grant these guys that clearly they did not have a big budget. They didn't have a lot to work with. I'm not surprised it didn't turn out professionally, but I I feel like maybe just just a the smallest slightest iota of like insight as to what they were trying to do and they would have said like, "Well, let's let's table that and make something we can do."
0: You know, yeah, that and that's and that's the problem with episodic games too, right? As you run into this exact situation where it's like okay, we need to end it now. Um, well, how do we do that?
3: <laughs> I I I think what happens with a lot of episodic content, and especially this this new wave of um, of these episodic kind of adventure games, is I feel like people have it very thoroughly plotted. But, you know, and and they they know how to do a big plot. Like, I feel like a big plot's kind of easy, but it's hard to do, like, a a really good story that you're kind of actually invested in and that has, like, a really kind of satisfying conclusion. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like, okay, so they have all these wild plot points and these really cool things to show, and they're thinking, like, game designers, you know, because in game design, in video games, you want the big set pieces, you know, that's what we're talking about with Dark Souls, where we want things that are going to wow us. Um... You know, and I feel like that's what I saw a lot in Life is Strange, and I feel like this is what I saw in some of uh, Telltale's recent endeavors where they had these huge set pieces, Uh, but then you get to the end of it and it kind of deflates because it's clear that they didn't have a real uh, satisfying story in mind, a real satisfying conclusion.
1: Um, Well, I think everybody wants to do the scene where, uh, you know, Clementine has to shoot Lee, but they don't, they forget that. You know, in order to get there, they you had to play two three episodes
2: with right, them. Right, right. We had to like Lee at one point in order like to make sure it <laughs> meaningful.
0: Yeah. Well, and this sounds like a situation where they may have had a really good idea, but just by the time it uh, came time to deliver it, they just realized like, oh, we're not going to be able to do this. Like they they sent over the drawing request to their artist for the third episode, and he got mixed up somehow and just drew a bunch of pictures of spaghetti, and they were like. <laughs>
2: Like go to their, their website. They really love that spaghetti. They're like show.
0: fuck, this game comes out tomorrow, man. This is all you got. And he's like, "Yes, yeah, what you wanted, just spaghetti." And they're like, "No, that's not it at all." I think about Firewatch and how we talked a little bit about
3: Ooh, how Firewatch.
0: It's hard sometimes when you can see uh, that they're making decisions not because the plot calls for it, but because you know they just don't have like, the technical chops to do it. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. like, Firewatch never lets you meet uh, Delilah, and I have a feeling that it's not because they thought that that was a bad idea, but because nobody on the team knew how to render a face.
3: Well, uh, it's, it's kind of like, I, I think we all have our worst stories of this, because I think um, Life is Strange is always going to be my go-to for it. And it's where you have this really cool episode um, where Max actually travels back in time um you know and is and changes the entire future and then in the following episode uh the mechanic comes up only one more time and you never get to use it again and it's not something that you can like do so it feels like they have this idea that you would be able to go back and change timelines and all this kind of shit but it's it's something that just ended up being completely on rails and it's like yeah we have this cool idea but there's no way that you can technically do it. Like you're not playing Chrono Trigger. You're playing Life is
1: Strange.
3: Mm-hmm. So you're saying that they basically
1: are Peter Molyneux.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Peter Molyneux is that example, right? He's he's that person who's like, hey, I got a great idea, and they're like, well, Peter, we can't. Computers can't do that. And he's like, oh, well, then I don't have a great idea after all.
2: <laughs> oh no! You know, with, with the detail, I'm not even really sure they had a great idea. Like I was telling Jared, the I haven't idea, seen The Wire, but. Um, I think they wanted to make the wire, and they didn't. They did not.
0: Right, but but I don't think that they. I don't think that they didn't make the wire because, for whatever reason, uh, you know, they they just failed at writing it. I think I think they probably just got to a point where it's like, okay, the game's got to be done, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all we all we have is is time to make these assets. And,
3: but let's be honest, they also probably failed at writing it.
2: I'm yeah. I don't think it's particularly well written. There are a couple of times where it's. Good enough, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a limitation of uh, just just assets. Well,
0: that sounds even more unfortunate than when you can't like bring your hackneyed vision to life and you have to settle for something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like if I was like, guy tomorrow I told you guys, I'm like, guys, I'm remaking the Rocketeer, and uh, <laughs> but then you know, and I did like a really uh, like an okay job for half of it. But then at the end, I ran out of money and it's just uh, it's just like hand drawn cartoon. <laughs> and it's like, OK, well, sorry, guys. See you. And so, like, you know.
3: Just yeah. like that. Yeah, OK, that's it.
0: I just wanted to talk about the Rocketeer. Do you guys remember <laughs> sure. that?
3: We, n- we never mentioned the Rocketeer before. The Rocketeer bored the shit out of me.
0: What? Fuck yep. you. Yes, it did. Unbelievable. The Rocketeer. I believe it. The Rocketeer is one of the best movies of whatever I, year it came out.
3: I do not agree.
0: 1991. Defined a generation.
3: Yeah, um, it defined
0: it, a generation.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I remember absolutely nothing of the Rocketeer. You don't remember Cliff Secord?
0: And <laughs> no.
3: He I saw the movie. He had, had a backpack yesterday. and he bought Nazis and it was really boring.
1: Oh man. That's unfortunate. That it, we... it must have been because I don't remember anything. So, well,
0: he had at a backpack it, it let him shoot into the sky, and at one point, I think he fought someone on top of a blimp. Yeah, that, that did happen. If that's not cool enough for you, it's I don't not... know what is cool enough for you. I don't know. I mean, was the blimp on fire? Or I don't. I don't think so. I think it was just a regular blimp. Was it at least a Goodyear blimp? Oh my god! Why do you guys have to be so fucking picky? This is a rocketeer. <laughs> Some of I'm that sure I mean, it's I, fine, Jerry.
3: I, I never liked the Rocketeer.
0: Oh, and of course, Michael never saw the Rocketeer. He
2: probably doesn't even know what a Rocketeer is. I remember the Rocketeers. <laughs> the the, the
3: Rockets? I like the, I like, I like the, rocket, no, the
2: Rockettes. No. I think he's thinking better. of the Rockettes. The Rockettes were musicians. The Rocketeers was an innovative program to fight the Nazis back in my day.
0: Okay, well, the Rocketeer <laughs> is someone from that program who flies around and fights.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, right. but
2: in, in real life, they all just got burned to death. Wow. Well,
3: <laughs> I don't you, know, know. you know what was a far better movie that came out that year? Far better than The Rocketeer. Okay, what? Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Ah, uh,
0: I think they're tied.
3: Uh, excuse what? you?
0: I think they're no, tied in quality. absolutely
3: not. They are not tied at all. You're wrong. Terminator 2 is a better, Your better movie. Your mom is
0: tied. <laughs> I mean, next... I Look, there, there are probably three standout films from 1991. There's Terminator 2 Judgment Day... There's the Silence of the Lambs, and there's The Rocketeer. Oh, and Hook. And that's it. That's the yeah, four uh, those are the four uh, movies.
3: I, I guess I would agree with that. That's the end. I, so. I, point, point break was very masculine movie. Yeah, it's but like, it, that's the that's movie you watch to to be a man.
0: It didn't have enough cliff jumping, but luckily someone fixed that <laughs> years later.
1: What <laughs> about different? True.
0: Should we, uh, I feel like this won't take more than, like, ten seconds. Should we talk about Western Press
3: real quick? Whoa, whoa, hold up. I did not know T.H. Mutant News and 2 also came out that year. Oh, yeah, Secret of the Ooze. You, there's no way you can't like Secret of the Ooze. What City Slickers. the secret? My girl, this is a good year. I
0: don't even remember. Oh, yeah, Five Will Goes West was 1991. Harley Davidson in the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Backdraft. I don't want to, you know
3: we had to make a gun two and a half I don't want Bill to and Ted's Bogus Journey okay fuck that movie
2: oh Highlander 2 the quickening which I did <laughs> oh, yeah. not see but I did use the expression the quickening through most of college
3: we we did have new Jack City man, man.
2: 1991 was the what,
3: a, what a kind
0: it's year <laughs> what a good year to humanity just in general Boys in the Hood that was good for Doug <laughs> but really, <laughs> but really, let's let's give Western Press its ten seconds.
2: Uh,
3: pretty sweet. Wait, 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 wait! The video games from nineteen ninety one: Sonic the Hedgehog, Street Fighter Two, <gasps> Monkey Island Two. Ah, uh. wow,
0: those are all pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely Turtles. a better year for games than it was for movies.
3: Turtles in Time, Bottle Fantasy Board. God damn, oh, Turtles now. in to Time
0: past. too. Turtles in to Time was, was is
3: fucking
0: that year. Oh, fucking Lemmings. Wow. Battletoads.
3: Why don't we live in nineteen ninety one? Holy Yeah, what hell. the
0: hell? Can you imagine how great that Christmas would have been? Or how <laughs> awful because you could only get like two of these things? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like I like Jared. It's like there were so many good games and you could only get two.
0: I mean what yes, is what an unfortunate time. Now there's too many bad games and I have them all. <laughs>
3: Right now that we're now that we're grown up and have money and can buy all our own games to be young again
0: shit to be a child again and you're just deciding between like Road Rash and Battletoads I mean fuck
3: that's pretty rough all right fucking oh my god Axe Battler (laughs) I actually fucking love Axe Battler
0: well I was right we were able to do Western Press in ten seconds (laughs) (laughs) this
3: that's pretty good okay let's talk about Western press
0: It is a uh, dueling uh, cowboy game where you uh, basically uh, both players are asked to push a series of buttons and whoever pushes them faster shoots the other one in the face yep and uh, it's got a pretty good sense of humor it's got some decent little pixel art uh, it has support for dance pads which I think is hilarious <laughs> So it allows for a pretty wide array of inputs, which I think might cause arguments or fights like you can play with the keyboard you can play with uh um, PlayStation controller an Xbox controller, anything you want really um,
3: I actually managed to play against my sister today and I actually had her try out the game and what did she um, think of it uh she had fun and you know you know it was, you know what was funny to me is that um I intimidated her a little bit, but what was what was kind of fun is like when you're when you're doing the skill battler for Western Press, right? Where you're fighting the AI opponent and saying you're testing your speed on the controller, you're getting faster and faster as you bite each opponent. Um and I think if you're playing it alone, it doesn't really feel like it means much to you. Uh but when I showed it to my sister, she thought she, I was a total badass. She's like, Whoa, that shit's cool. I'm like, Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty awesome. Um uh, <laughs> What so, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I, I I guess I guess I guess the the dual feeling, the the feeling that you're like in this western showdown duel, um, it doesn't really sit when you're just kind of there alone playing it like a sad sack. But when you have other people and yeah, you have to be like a fast gun. That's like when it feels like oh yeah now I cap- now I get it now now it captures the feeling for me.
2: Yeah, I will say like I'm. It's fun, but I don't feel like I'm really getting the full experience playing by myself. Like yeah. I don't I don't no, think no, you really. Not. Like, if you don't have friends, I don't think you should buy this game.
0: I think the single-player yeah. mode is really just there to be like, you know, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's,
3: it's just kind of a brush-up, and it's just something to do to get new characters, and that's literally it. You have to have other people to play it against.
0: They just probably felt like they had to, you know.
3: I, I, you know, I feel like I, I mentioned that last podcast. Like, it's, it's a good party game, and nothing else, really.
1: Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like Nidhogg in the sense that if you don't... Like, I, I wouldn't play Newtok by myself, ever. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly,
3: exactly. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have someone else. And then I, I feel like it would be, like, a really good source of competition. It's like, you know, you line up people on the control and all that kind of stuff. And um,
0: Well, I think it uh, had, like, what did they say, built-in support for 16-player tournaments or something like that? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty sweet.
3: Yeah. So I'm interested and to that I was just, when I went to get stu- my sister, I took the keyboard and I gave her the controller because the keyboard does have lag. Um, but really? uh, so they do need to fix that.
2: <laughs> you mentioned that I don't know if that I've seen that much lag, but I, I haven't played it with anybody. Um, my issue's mostly
0: just been realizing that I don't know W A S D very well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that too.
0: It's like press A, and I'm like, if I have my hands w. on like the home row, I'm I'm like ace at it. But if I'm using that that like gamer hand stance, all of a sudden I can't do shit. Yeah, uh, you're it's right. Like,
2: probably home row is the way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think that I'd probably do better if I just treated it like a typing game.
3: I I gave (laughs) up WASD um, pretty quickly, and I switched to the PlayStation 4 controller flat out. I don't fully understand how it decides what to give me either, because
0: sometimes it gave me the arrow keys, but other times it gave me WASD.
3: I I feel like, this could be wrong, I feel like the more you screw up, the simpler the button commands get. I
2: feel Um, like I've noticed that a little bit. I don't I don't know, because I feel like sometimes all the difference between me doing well and me just being a total fuck up is the uh, just a matter of like how how often are they going to switch between buttons and directions? You know, you know
3: it, it, it's funny because I the more complex the button screen, the better I actually do, and I think that's that's just from years of video games, of brother games, and all of that, following the more complex button combinations. I feel like when I get a really simple combination, it fucking trips me up. And it's like, oh, I just have to go down, down, triangle, up. Oh, oh, fuck, I fucked up, and I'm dead. Um, it's really weird. <laughs> it's really odd. If I had to
2: levy one complaint against the game, especially if you're in the skill tester and getting your ass shot all the time, <laughs> is that it takes much more time to prepare for a match than it does to actually have yeah. the match.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, true. I totally agree with that.
2: Like three to four times as much.
3: I, really? I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't sound very fun because they have to do their cute
0: little like talking and
3: yeah. What what see what see, we see what happens is you get the um you get you get the player cards which tells you who's fighting who. Then you have to select your controller. Um, and and you talk, have to select your Tara controller
2: said. every single time, even yeah, if it's just select, you yeah. versus the computer.
3: Yeah, every single time. Um, and you know I have switched sometimes at the start of the match thinking I would do better on the keyboard, and I never do. But um. Uh, not often enough that I had to that they had to ask me each match, um and it then, feels like
1: it will be something better served for like an options menu, right?
3: yeah, it probably.
2: does at least for single player
3: yeah how far did how far has everyone gotten in the skill tester?
2: Not, I'm up to Sharon,
3: I
0: just, I just did like two
3: matches. you got to Sharon, and is that where yep. you got stuck? Yeah, I got stuck on that fucking bitch too.
0: It's, well, now I have to see if I can beat Sharon. <laughs> You can't.
3: Sharon. Yeah, you can't beat Sharon. Oh, I
0: can't, can I? All right, well, that's my I night. So. If, if, if,
3: if me and Michael can't beat Sharon, you can't beat Sharon. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know, maybe it's like dodgeball.
0: Yeah, oh, see, Lucio
2: knows. <laughs> well, Cool isn't a playable character, so you're out of luck. Lucio knows.
0: I'm, I'm coming back, buddy.
2: <laughs> and I'm coming right, well, back let's, hard. Let,
3: let's reconvene next week and see who beats Sharon. Okay,
0: all right, that's it. That's my life goal now.
2: The problem right. with Sharon is that she has two lives, so even if you get get one off on her, then you still gotta do it a second time, and that just doesn't and then, happen.
3: And not only that, but she gets faster the second time.
2: Yeah, that seems to be the case.
3: What it's a like, bitch. oh my god. Yeah, she's a bitch. She's a major fucking bitch. Alright, Sharon's done for.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, we'll check back on that next week. I think that this is probably a pretty good stopping place. Um,. If you enjoyed our podcast today, I would encourage you very much so to go subscribe to us on iTunes. Go check out our website. It's Uh We're also on social media. You can uh, see us at uh, The Enemy Slime on both Facebook and Twitter. So uh, go follow us. Go do all that stuff. And uh, I think with that,
3: we're out. Fuck you, Sharon.
2: Sharon.